Welcome to the BCP podcast. I anticipate that much later today, I will have a more extensive report for you, probably late, late tonight, given the fact that in a little while, President Trump will have to deal with this indictment. We're going to want to cover that. Now, we are a Trump train channel here. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it confused. We are on the Trump train. I've been on the Trump train since the spring of 2016 when I went to go see President Trump at the San Diego Convention Center and realized that he really was running this time, that this was the real deal. Now, President Trump has people in the GOP running against him. That's right, running against him. And we entertain none of them. <laughs> Ron DeSantis is falling apart. Mike Pence doesn't even have the donors to be able to participate so far in the first debate. But there is one individual I think that may not be running against President Trump, but may be running to be considered as his vice president, and that's Vivek Ramaswamy. Whereas Mike Pence is pretty much saying that President Trump deserves this latest indictment against him, we have Vivek Ramaswamy who's fighting for President Trump. He's actually fighting for America, but he seems to be fighting for Trump as well. This is Vivek Ramaswamy today. Earlier this week, I sued the U.S. Department of Justice and I further filed an additional FOIA request to understand what President Biden told Jack Smith, what Merrick Garland told Jack Smith, because we want the truth. Today, I'm in front of the courthouse in Washington, D.C., where the 45th president of the United States, my competitor in this race, will be arraigned later today. But I think that the symbolic moment of today is something far deeper than just this case. We live in an era of the noble lie, the so-called lie that the government tells to its people because it believes the people can't handle the truth. It's not just so because we can't handle the truth. It's so they can twist the narrative for their uh, ends. For instance, you know, they lied about COVID to keep us under control. We couldn't handle the truth about the COVID origins. We've got to lie about that. No, that's the cover up for, for Fauci and U.S. involvement in the illegal development of this bioweapon. Uh, let's see, they lied about 9-11 for our good. No, they did that because they don't want us to know the, the truth. The Las Vegas massacre, oh, maybe not. The vaccines, they lie so we can take them because we can't handle the truth that COVID isn't that bad. But no, they really want to take us to take that bioweapon for depopulation and other control and to make us all guinea pigs. But they couldn't do that because of the Geneva Convention. So they had to scare us with COVID for people to take that vaccine. Yeah, maybe they're just lying to us because they just straight up don't want us to know the truth about how evil they are and so that we don't really know what the plots and plans are against us. But the point is the same, Mr. Ramaswamy. We understand the government is always lying to us. Why is it that we see the rise of three different indictments, three supposedly independent prosecutions at the same time in the midst of a presidential election. It's because the government does not trust the people to select their leaders. This is the old worldview rearing its ugly head again. Correct. They want selections, not elections, where they get to select. And then we have the false idea that we're actually electing our leaders. 
when they're usually selected for us, uh, you know, way before, whether it's a whole bunch of grown-ass men running around naked in the forests of Northern California or other backroom deals, the they make the decision for us. I'm wondering when was the last real legitimate, but before 2016, election that we've had. I, I believe in maybe 2008, I believe that even though, I'm certain of this, that even though Obama cheated to win, he beat no-name McCain. 2012, I'm not so sure that Romney maybe didn't have more votes than Obama. I think the Obama sparkle was done by then, but they rigged that one anyway in his favor. 2008, they rigged in Obama's favor, even though I, he, he legitimately won that, both the popular and the electoral college vote. Did Al Gore really beat George W.? Was that a selection, that election? Let you decide that. But they definitely don't want President Trump. He is an outsider, as is Vivek Ramaswamy. And they're doing everything right in front of our eyes, not even trying to hide it. In the path, they want to give us an air. They want to give us an idea that we were living in a democracy. I know some of you don't like me when I use the word democracy, but I mean in our form of democracy. In its purest sense of the word, we are not a mob democracy. We don't rule on everything. Every single individual is not a, a mob rule thing. But we are a form of democracy in that we are a republic and we have a representative form of government. And they've always given us this an idea that we are vo- voting for and electing uh, our president and other officials while they rig elections to put their person in. And President Trump was very effective in winning 2016, probably because, if you remember in 2016, they actually, well, in 2015, 2016, yeah, they stopped the, uh, they stopped the count for a while. And there was a couple of states that were, they didn't know the results yet. And CNN and MSNBC and Fox were like, how come we don't have the results of this yet? They were trying to steal the election electronically back then. Military, if you want to call them white hats, military intelligence thwarted that plan for them to switch things over for Hillary, Hillary Clinton. That's why they went all out in 2020, massively oversold the lie that Joe Biden won. And I don't know why I don't think they, they think they can just do that again in 2024. They want to take President Trump completely off the ballot. Vivek Ramaswamy, the only competitor of President Trump who's speaking out against this and doing something about it. So I'm not Vivek Ramaswamy, but as a principled conservative, bravo, bravo. But he's not done. We fought a revolution in this country in 1776 for a simple idea, that we the people determine how we select our leaders and have a government that is accountable to its people rather than the other way around. Yet today we now live in a country where when the people question that government, they are themselves the subject of scrutiny. That is wrong. This is absolutely true. You can't question COVID, can't question the vaccine, can't question the 2020 election. This is why I am no longer uh, on YouTube, or, or you can't question January 6th or Ray Epps or any of their operatives, at least not if you're a black conservative. Folks, I'm just mentioning it as an example. I'm over the YouTube thing. Trust me, it is so nice to be able to just speak freely and not self-censor. Appreciate your support that makes this program possible. Please share, uh, spread the word and 
I appreciate your support at any level monetarily and keeping this program going. Now, I want to interject here before we finish with Rivik Ramaswamy, something that was said by Stephen Miller, one of my favorite people from the Trump campaign and his administration. It's now become wrong. They are going after you for exposing their evil and for speaking truth. That's not their truth. Very powerful coming from someone uh, in the Trump sphere. Stephen Miller, last night. First legal and former senior advisor to President Trump, Stephen Miller. Stephen, great to have you. Appreciate your time. Thank you. So let's get your first initial reaction to the third indictment of Trump. And again, specifically, this is centering around the uh, events that happened on January 6th of 2020. What are your thoughts on these these indictments, these these charges? Well, first, let me say as an American, as a citizen, as a individual who worked in the White House in the West Wing for four years, as somebody that worked in the Trump campaign prior to that, on every level, I am outraged, I am incensed, I am deeply and immensely disturbed by this indictment. It is a facial threat to the freedom of speech uh, and, and freedom itself in America. And let me explain what I mean by that. This indictment says, and not so many words, that if we, the Department of Justice and prosecutors at the Department of Justice, believe that you as a citizen or as an elected official are not telling the truth as we recognize it, that we can throw you in jail, that we can charge you with a conspiracy to defraud the United States, if we say that your speech is disinformation. And that, to me, is crossing a Rubicon that I never thought, I never thought that we would cross in America. And yet now here we are. We are now trying to jail people for life because the government does not agree with their speech and their political views. If this is allowed to stand and all of the legal analysis has said that this is very weak, but then again, there was no legal standing for the two sham impeachments of President Trump. They know that we know that they rigged and stole the election for Joe Biden and that he's an illegitimate president and they're weaponizing the government to make it a thought crime to point out the truth that this is all a sham. And folks, as much as President Trump says this, and it sounds like a good campaign line, it's true. It's not so much about Trump, but it's about us because we elected Trump and he's doing the job for us and not for them, the insiders. If this is allowed to stand, this is the end of the First Amendment. These dumbass, idiot Marxist leftists, your friends, family, and neighbors that are all for you know, stopping disinformation, stopping unpopular speech. I don't understand what part of freedom of speech they don't understand. Freedom of speech, by definition, means speech that's not popular with the government. If it was popular and accepted by the government, why would we even need a First Amendment? If our Second Amendment was just for hunting and self-defense, why did they put in there shall, uh, uh, not be infringed upon, you know, not, so not, shall not be infringed? I mean, you can see I'm getting caught up in this. I really lost my patience with my friends, family, and neighbors that do not honor the Constitution or think it's outdated. They think it's outdated because they've been able to vocalize that because of the same Constitution that they are defecating on. I am so sick of this. I'm sure you feel the same way. Let me finish with, Ram, with Vivek Ramaswamy here. I was in Nashville yesterday. 
demanding the release of that transgender shooter's manifesto. Tell the truth. Biden, Garland, tell us the truth about what you actually told Jack Smith. And you go back over the last year, it's the same story all over again. Tell us the truth about the COVID origin. Tell us the truth about where the virus originated. Tell us the truth about what we know about vaccine mandates and mask mandates. Even in a recent hearing about UFOs in Congress, just tell us the truth instead of repeatedly hiding from us the information that we need as a people. Turns out that trust is a two-way relationship. The reason that the people don't trust the government is that our government no longer trusts the people. The government no longer trusts the people to be stupid sheep and just go along with the programming and with the charade that they have been fooling people with for decades, eons, and centuries, which is quite a bit given that we are a young country. They have been fully exposed. They no longer have the power of persuasion that they used to. And it's now heavy-handed, tyrannical, authoritarian, despotic moves that we are seeing left and right. And of course, on top of all the animus and the lawfare against President Trump and patriots throughout the United States, at the same time this is going on, they are fully in our face covering for all the crimes of Biden and other Democrats. Eric Swalwell, an absolute traitor. He, he is a definition of a treasonous traitorous rat bastard, along with Joe Biden and his family. Completely free. Nothing. No consequences while they do sham and sham and hoax and hoax against we, the people, every single day, it seems like. Timing everything. Uh, today, Thursday... We got the transcript. We got transcript that's been released of what Devin Archer said uh, behind closed doors. I will be covering that in the next episode as well as what's going on with Trump in the next episode. But you see the timing? Today, Thursday, Trump is his arraignment. The, tra the transcript was released. What's going to get all the news? Trump, obviously. So is this a politicized persecution through prosecution? I certainly believe it is. But it's the government's job to be transparent about exactly who told who what to bring about these prosecutions, because the fact they're arising at the same time is no accident. And I think it's best that the government now be transparent with the people about what their intentions actually are. Without that transparency, we can only expect far worse in the future. All right. Thank you, Mr. Ramaswamy, for actually going and using the law to expose what's going on, but it's to no avail. It needs to be, the swamp needs to be absolutely clean. That's why a guy like Vivek Ramaswamy is great, but he's not the warrior that we need. The warrior we need right now is President Trump who wants to drain the swamp, stop this, and reboot us back to a constitutional republic. Thanks for being here, folks. A full report on the transcript and what transpires with President Trump today. So, uh, until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless, big hug to all of y'all. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, gotta give us what we need. Hey, our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We, we got, got to fight the powers that be. Fight the power. Fight the power.